Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms at Work podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we'll be discussing a quote from Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, the current president of Liberia, who said, if your dreams don't scare you, you are not dreaming big enough. Placing this in the context of women at work, how does this quote personally inspire you? Rachel, what would you say? Well, you know, I think this quote would inspire most of us. So if if your dream doesn't scare you, if it doesn't get you excited, then um, you're going to you're going to burn out a lot faster, right? So when you have a, a big dream that gets you excited, it's going to push you outside of your comfort zone. It's going to push you to to really go after um, go after your goals and be assertive and and you know take on those challenges that you might have been told that you can't do because you have some you have a fire burning within you. So um, to somewhat contradict. Uh, President's relief here. Um, your dreams aren't necessarily scary, but they should get you a little bit nervous, and they should get you really excited. Um, so, I mean, this is exactly why I'm doing a PhD right now. It's because I have big career dreams and goals. And, well, actually, you know, I might have to contradict myself, because this does scare me. Con- completing a PhD is scary. It's definitely nerve-wracking. Um, and that's what makes it so, so worthwhile for me. Because every time I complete another draft of my proposal, another draft of my literature review, then that shows me that I can take on this goal. That although it seems so big, that I can break it down into smaller pieces and I can conquer it. And pretty soon I'll be at the top of the mountain. And that's just incredible to me. And it's necessary for my larger career goals. So, I mean, the PhD is one of those smaller pieces, but I have to break it down into even smaller pieces. Um, and, you know, I think I think this quote is just so inspiring that way. But I also think that we should okay, be okay with being happy with the little things. Because, you know, my I have my big career plans of, um, you know, being this big academic and taking over the world and inspiring women and and lifting up women. Um, and, you know, that's all fantastic. But I also have these little dreams of, of you know, being able to to go to the grocery store without really thinking about uh, how much the bill is going to end up being and being able to comfortably afford my rent. And those little dreams, I think, are also really important. And so I don't want to, I don't want us to downplay those dreams, but I do want you to put those little dreams into the context of this big dream. So affording my rent and my groceries is one of those small steps um, in my my big dream. I know that was a bit meandering, but um, I think that might just show how enthusiastic I am about this topic. And how about you, Tina? Can you challenge my enthusiasm into something a little more focused? You are certainly enthusiastic about this, Rachel. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful um, a wonderful quote, and uh, it's our minds are are so powerful, and our ability to attract good things in our life and and focus are it's it's very very powerful. Um, and no matter what it is that that you want in life or wherever you're going, um, 
it can be achieved with the right amount of focus and effort um, and and with the right actions uh, and um, and stick to itiveness, as I call it. Uh, it. It's not just big dreams. It's it's how how do you turn that into into reality, um, and how can you execute it to bring them into focus? And focus is so so important in this as well. Um, and when you have a goal, you have a plan, and then that plan gets turned into to actions. Um, but if it, it takes just as much time to to like I'm going to use a sales analogy if, if it, it takes just as much time to, to sell a, a $500 job as it does a $500,000 job You're, it's the same amount of focus and intention that takes place so why not go for the larger the larger picture why not look at the at the big picture items and 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 take a little a little step here and there to achieve that but if you're not thinking in the in the whole you are are not finding it it's um, you're not finding that your your true purpose you're you're keeping yourself small and you need to believe in yourself and and think as largely as you can Lynn <laughs> thank you um, I love this quote uh, I was watching live and Maddie when I heard it and I immediately wrote it down and added it to my inspiration wall. This is about taking risks. And I know that, uh, Rachel, you definitely uh, alluded to this. Um, and, and Tina, you just talked about that. You must take risks to achieve your dreams. Petite to Queen has been a huge risk. And at times, it's been terrifying. Um, but our passion to help women achieve more faster is so much stronger than our fear of failure. You know, my dream is for women to reach their fullest potential uh, with absolute parity. Uh, and taking action and accepting risk is imperative um, to helping my dream become a reality. It, it's such a powerful statement. It was perfect uh, for our podcast today. Thank you for your thoughts on this inspiring quote. Now, I wonder, how can women overcome the doubts that hold them back at work? Rachel, can you speak to this? Um, you know, well, I think that something to keep in mind is that doubt goes hand in hand with your big dreams you know these dreams aren't going to scare you if you don't have doubts about your ability to achieve them otherwise they're just going to be pumped all over the time um which you know dare to dream but most of us won't be and i think the first step to overcoming your doubts is understanding that it's perfectly natural to have them don't beat yourself up about it don't think that you're insecure or or meek or small because you have doubts in yourself, because we all do. Um, and that's just, that's just part of the process. But when you're feeling doubtful about your ability to reach your goals and your dreams, think about what you've already accomplished. Look at all the steps you've taken, all the strides you've made toward your dream. You're, may, you're not to where you want to be yet, but you are quite a ways away from where you were. And if you've done all that, 
then you can definitely take this next step. It seems challenging right now, but you've taken all the steps before, you can take this one too. And when, what I find to be a really useful um, tool when I'm facing doubt and anxiety about my ability to achieve a goal, the, what I tend to do at that point is to list out some possible outcomes of your attempt to reach whatever this goal may be, writing a big report or um, making a presentation, right? Write down what you think the best possible outcome would be, the worst possible outcome could be, and the most likely outcome. And then write what each of those outcomes would be and what, what would happen. So take your best outcome and just smile about it. Take a look at your worst outcome and make a plan for how you would deal with it. If worst comes to worst, um, how would you step forward? But then really focus on the most likely outcome. Now, when you're facing doubts and you're looking at your worst possible outcome um, and among the rest of your outcomes, make a list of your evidence for why each one would happen. And as you're making your evidence, you're probably going to come back to looking at what you've accomplished so far. So let's say you're about to make a gigantic presentation in front of all of your colleagues. You might say, well, I've made presentations before and those have always gone well. Or maybe you haven't made a presentation in front of this larger crowd, but you've made presentations in front of your department and you've done well. You've made PowerPoints before or Prezi um, um, presentations or whatever this may be. And you've always done well. And as you look at that, you're going to find that your belief that the worst possible outcome is going to occur is going to be diminished because there's just no evidence that backs it up. Um, unless, you know, actually, you know, there's no unless. There's really no evidence to say that that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the way I deal with anxiety and doubts about my ability to overcome uh, particular challenges and achieve my goals. Um, what about you, Lynn? What do you do? Well, I'm going to definitely put a twist on this, uh, Rachel. And, and the rhetorical question is that you've sort of been addressing, what's the worst thing that can happen? You fail. Big whoop. Um, there is no way I am going to look back on my life and say, could have, should have, would have. Fear is something we must face and conquer. You look it square in the eye and you see it for what it is, an excuse. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy to overcome your doubts. But you have to tap into your inner mojo and take the first step and then the next. And when you've put in 110%, you're going to have a positive impact at work and you're not going to have any regrets. And uh, whatever method you take to get there, um, Rachel has a great suggestion on how you can do that. Um, take, take that first step and, uh, and do it. So, uh, Tina, what's your take on this? I would say that that's tough love there, Lynn. <laughs> I would say that, uh, wow, good for you. Um, so how do women overcome doubts that hold them back at work. There's an, a number of things. I mean, one, and both both Lynn and, and Rachel have said this, it, it, self-doubts are not unique. We all have them. 
I, I don't know, if, if someone didn't have a self-doubt, I, I wonder what's wrong. Uh, there isn't a time in our lives when we don't question ourselves. And it's at it, the same time that we're questioning ourselves, question the, the, the purpose of that doubt. Where, where is that? Um, and challenge, challenge your beliefs. I think mentorship from others, uh, support from others, um, advice from others, um, our, our network that we trust um, help us to overcome those doubts. Um, and relaxing, distracting yourself. But a lot of times those, those doubts just creep up and they take over and they paralyze us from making any decisions. Um, and we need to take a step back and, and to Lynn's point, what's the worst thing that can happen? And it, sometimes we, we, we maybe even put ourselves into a position where, where we let's, let's just go all the way to the bottom of the drain here. Let's go to the bottom of the pool. And now what? Now we're going to swim back up, right? I think that overcoming doubts uh, is, is a universal is universal, that we all need to find ways in which to pull ourselves up. And um, we do that with the help of others and in, in finding our self-confidence. Those have been some excellent remarks. Thank you. I'd like to apply this quote outwards a bit now. How can you support the women you work with, peers, and your friends in achieving their career dreams? Lynn? <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to try not to go with the tough love again. <laughs> cheer them on, you know, cheer them on. Uh, offer encouragement and communicate a job well done. <clears throat> Celebrate and appreciate every victory, um, no matter how small. And, and be there for them when they experience setbacks. You know, remember that you don't have to fix it, but lend an ear and listen, uh, be sympathetic, and let them talk about it. Uh, you know, offer balance and optimism um, when yeah, your, your friends, your, the people, your coworkers, um, are, they're facing challenges and obstacles at work. You know, help them find the silver lining, the learning curve that can help propel them forward. So that's my advice on how to support the women um, that surround you. Uh, Tina, what, what are your suggestions? Lynn, I have a, a visual here of you cheerleading and the pom-poms out and going, go, go, go. I think it's great. <laughs> You're very, very positive. I do, th I like what you said. Um, and I, I think an another aspect of, of celebrating and um, being there to, for encouragement and uh, to, have an lend an ear and 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 share is is networking is if you want to support the women that you're working with and your peers and your friends if they're they're looking in a particular career you know someone else that that might be a good person for them to to meet that's one of the great great benefits of networking is is to to be able to put people in in touch with each other that might be able to help each other or learn from each other and i think um that's a one of the the it's a gift to be able to introduce 
two or three people that are able to to help each other and to share and to grow and to pay it forward. Uh, Rachel? Um, yeah, I think that both you and Tina and Lynn have offered some really good advice here. You know, we were just talking about doubt um, and Lynn talked about being a cheerleader and I would, I would agree with that, you know, help them through their doubt. Um, you know, you can offer the tips like the one I just gave you about listening out the possible outcomes or other tips that you have for helping them uh, put things in perspective a bit. You can also, you know, give them advice on how to achieve those goals. But Lynn's right, it's not your job to fix it. But, you know, I think offering tangible help is also really important. So if you're working with this woman, she's a peer or a colleague, make sure that you're giving credit where it's due, and I'm sure that you all are, but just make sure that you're conscious about it. Give her credit when she's done excellent work. And also invite her to work on projects. And if you're in a position to, give her opportunities to grow and to shine and show that she's awesome. It's about it's about believing in your fellow women and your colleagues and your friends. And whenever you can, if ever you can, providing a platform or a hand up the ladder to to let them achieve those goals. Well, I love this conversation that we've been having around this quote. We have one more question and it comes from Chelsea in Chantilly, Virginia. Chelsea says, my whole life, my parents have pushed me to follow a career in finance, but my dreams are different and my family does not support me. How do I talk with them to help understand my passion for pursuing my dreams? Tina, how would you address this? Chelsea, this is a, it's a great question and it's one that so many of us have had to, to figure out. Um, you know, our, our parents so often want certain things for us either because they, they think that that's what it's going to take for us to succeed. Sometimes it's because that's what they wish that they would have done for themselves and they're, they're living vicariously through us. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to live our own lives. And I'm not sure when you're saying your family does not support me, I'm not sure if that's an emotional support or if they're not financially supporting you because you're not following uh, following in their in the footsteps that they've that they've set for you. Um, but we we had a um, a podcast recently about about values. And if you're going to be true to your values and true to yourself, that's what's going to make you happy, and I and I there's a, there's a way of communicating. I don't know what what relationship you have with your with your family. Um, if you can have that honest conversation with them, that this just isn't something that is that, that the finance isn't isn't of interest. Um, that uh, that my my passion is is this uh, is X, and and sometimes. Um, it, it it can be a very scary conversation, um, but as an adult, and I'm presuming at this point, if you're talking about starting your career or moving or, or going into college and trying to follow, follow your dreams, um, that if your family understands your passion and can under, and, and you can relate that to them, um, terrific. 
but if in fact you have some people are are in a difficult situation where their family just doesn't understand it our family's been in law and they've always been in law and what do you mean you don't want to go to law school uh, then there's nothing better than to show uh, your own success in following your own dreams and and to just simply acknowledge that that you you agree to disagree uh, and then you f need to find additional avenues to be able to support yourself and acknowledge yourself and surround yourself with people that will help you do the same if you're not going to get that from your family. Um, the roundabout way to say live your life. This is your life. It's not your parents' life. And if, if you're not going to get that support from them, then surround yourself with other people that will will help help you and be, be positive influences for you. Rachel? Chelsea, nobody knows you better than you do. You have the best understanding of how you're going to be the most successful, where you're going to do the most good. And, and if you know that that's not finance, then don't go into finance. Um, it'll be a waste of your time and your efforts. So you're talking about your family not supporting you. And like Tina said, we don't know whether that's emotional or financial or in other ways. Um, but my first thought here is to, to have the honest conversation with your family. But it sounds like you may have already tried that. So in that case, you have to just prove it. Prove that what you're doing is the best for you. And what I mean by that is to use Tina's words, live your life, go out and create your path and create your destiny. And hopefully you'll be able to, well, certainly, because I'm sure you're driven enough that you will be able to create that success and you'll be able to show your family, I did the right thing. This was the right path for me. If, however, you're saying that they're not going to support you in a more material sense, then that can get a little bit sticky. Um, because I know that attending college, if that's what you're talking about, um, can be quite difficult if you're not financially supported. So you might, you might have to navigate that with a little bit more finesse. Um, and I think you know best how to how to do that. Um, however, if we're talking about outside of college, then then again, you you create your own success and you prove to them that this was the right path for you, um, and you know how to live your best life. So, how about you, Lynn? <laughs> well, you know, I really liked the to live your life. Rachel, that you're commenting on, and uh, Tina, to your point, um, what the relationship is with uh, your family, Chelsea, or the exact details of the situation, um, it's it's a little hard to to answer. And I'm gonna, you know, go with uh, the start with to you should spend time working on a plan of how you're gonna achieve your your dreams. And uh, Think about what kind of possible objections uh, your family um, is, will have and 
and have a response prepared for that. Um, you may have already tried to have a, an honest conversation with your family. I mean, to um, Rachel's point, and really this is about, you know, having that conversation with your parents. But even if you have, um, give it another try. I, I would start with acknowledging how much they love you and how important your future and well-being um, is to them. Then explain how important their love and support are to you, you know, and how you cherish and value their feelings. And, and ask them if they'll listen to your goals um, so you can share your dreams. And when you are sharing your passion with them, Chelsea, uh, demonstrate your steps that you are going to take to pursue and accomplish your dreams. I think that most parents are going to respond by being supportive and, and getting on board, even if they still have doubts and think they know best. Um, but at the end of the day, you need to be prepared um, to follow your dreams in the face of their dis disapproval and take Rachel's advice, live your life. Thank you, Tina, Rachel, and Lynn. I hope your responses will be helpful to Chelsea and anyone else who is facing a similar situation. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite de Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitedequeen.com. Mm -hmm.